One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 164. If you've ever felt like you don't know what to share with your audience when it comes to your marketing content, or like your stories aren't exciting enough to share, or you feel like your voice is blocked, today's episode is for you. My guest for today's show is Zafira Rajan. Zafira is a strategic launch copywriter and brand strategist committed to helping coaches and course creators build, grow, and scale a meaningful digital empire by wielding the power of their personality to tell stories only they know how. In this episode, we discussed what is copywriting and how intention comes into play, the role of everyday stories in your content, how to unblock your voice, Zafira's concept of the five personality pillars, and much more. Zafira has a really powerful way of making copywriting super accessible to all of us, regardless of your experience with marketing. And I know that you're going to get so much from this conversation. Here it is. Zafira, welcome to Making Good. Thanks so much for having me, Lauren. I'm very, very excited about this. I was just telling you before we hit record that we are like over 150 episodes in by the time this episode is live. And I haven't interviewed anyone about copy yet because I haven't found like quite the right person yet until now. So I am very, very excited to pick your brain. I've been on your email list for a while and just have always loved like literally every email you send. And so I guess your copy is working on me. (laughs) And so I know you're, you know, your stuff and I'm excited to ask you all the questions about it. Before we dig into the nuts and bolts of copywriting, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and share about how you came to do the work that you do now. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Very honored to be the first copywriter over here (laughs) on your podcast. Um, I'm a copywriter and brand strategist, and I help entrepreneurs unblock their voice, harness their creative energy, and write personality-driven stories that connect with their audience like it seems mine did with you <laughs> and ha- make sure they really have staying power. I became a copywriter. I would say I put on the official title of copywriter uh, a couple of years ago, but I've always been a writer at my core. I started out in journalism and then moved towards communications and general marketing and higher education 
about seven, eight years ago. Um, but I've never really been one to be boxed in <laughs> or <laughs> check the clock. So I think I lasted at a full-time job for two years before I tapped out and started my own business. And I, uh, you know, I started doing everything from like social media management to writing blog posts. I was just trying anything in the realm of marketing to see where I would find my feet. And I eventually found myself in the company of copywriters for online business owners and really found my stride there because I just loved slipping into the voice of someone who wasn't afraid to fully express themselves, to use their personality, to connect with their audience. And over time, just really niched into serving entrepreneurs in general, but also um, the online course creation industry and really helping people sell both digital and uh, physical products as well. And um, I've, I've dabbled in all sorts of niches, but now um, I think I've really found my sweet spot. And not only do I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, I also have a signature copywriting program, uh, the Intention Infusion, and a creative writing membership, which is called the Tide Pool. So my business has diversified as well. But at my core, I'm a writer, I'm a creative. And no matter what I do, my mission is always to tell a good story or to help others do the same. <laughs> I'm really glad that's kind of where you landed with that intro, because as I was listening to you talk and I was thinking about why I connect with your writing so much and, and your emails in particular, I think the word that comes to mind first is stories. And it's not necessarily like I climbed Mount Everest or, you know, it's not like these like hero's journeys all the time. A lot of times they're small everyday stories that I think many people don't think would be useful, I guess, to share. Yeah. Um, but you really find a way to do it in a way that is like, it's so interesting and it's like a peek into your life and it's meaningful and it really paints a picture. So I kind of just want to start there. Like what is the role of stories and how you approach marketing and copy and what, I don't know, where would you have someone start if they're like, I'm not a storyteller, but I want to be, how would I do, how would, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, first of all, it's like overcoming the mindset, first of all, around like, I'm not a good writer. I have nothing good to say. I'm boring. Those are like three main things, especially as I see people go through my programs and, you know, as I'm teaching them to do this, like really hold them back. And the fact is that there are tiny stories swimming around in your day-to-day -day life, just waiting for you to share them. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really, it takes practice. Honestly, it takes practice. You're not going to wake up one day and be like, I am now a good writer and I write good stories. But I think it's really spotting opportunities to share like takeaways or um, lessons or things that demonstrate your values or meet your audience where they're at and their frame of mind in relation to what's happening in your life. So for example, my audience knows that I 
um, you know, I love swimming. I love going in the ocean. I live right near the ocean. And that is the source material for a lot of my stories. And sometimes when you have your antenna up to look for those connections between what's happening in your daily life and your business or what might be useful for your audience, it becomes easier to kind of spot those opportunities. So an example, you've probably read this email, Lauren, I wrote in the summer was, um, you know, I went in the water and it was in the evening and it was kind of cold, but not so cold. And I saw someone sitting on the side, like on a log and she was just watching me (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) And, um, as soon as I came out, she went in and when she came out, I was like, Oh, you did it. You know, she's like, well, you made it look so easy. And at that time I was launching my copywriting program and I was like, Oh, that's like a perfect um, lesson or a perfect message to tie into me sharing how my copywriting program makes writing feel so much easier for people. And I could like really mm. effortlessly segue into that. So I think it getting really clear on like what you're consistently trying to communicate to your audience and then keeping your antenna up for those stories in your life, those moments in your life where it might convey a similar message. Um, and over time, really like blending the two is like almost a bit of an art form, but it really just takes practice and making sure you keep a bank of all your good ideas or your tiny stories, because you might not have that connection in the moment, but it might come to you later. Like I have a lot of shower idea stories. I have a lot of, I'm taking a walk. I get an idea stories or a moment, but if I don't grab them in that moment, I'm going to lose them. Mm -hmm. And when you asked me initially around like, what's the role that story plays and what's the purpose of it? It is ultimately like what you said, which is to really feel like it's, you know, to help your audience feel like you are relatable, to help them feel connected to those moments in your life, to take a peek behind the curtain. And it doesn't have, I think a lot of people feel like you have to be super personal and you have to tell all, especially like now that we are in this attention economy where it feels like you have to give away so much of your life for content. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be really the tiny little things um, that don't have to go super deep or don't have to go super personal, but still really show parts of you and parts of your day-to-day life that everyone can relate to. I've written about my Mm -hmm. haircuts. I've written about the curry my husband made the other night. I've written about my dogs and none of that is revealing secrets or anything highly private, but it's, those are all moments people can relate to in their own lives for sure. Mm-hmm. I love the example you just gave of, you know, being at the water and jumping in and then just this like briefest of interactions you had with someone else that would be so easy to just move on with your day and, not give any more mind to but like you say having your antenna up and just kind of trying to approach life with that like oh like how could this be useful um lens I think is really interesting and to me is a way of making content fun it's like I don't know if if you're always feeling like you're saying exactly the same things over and over again without any like of the spice of life in it I think Mm. it's a lot harder to get excited about but um, I think you do such a great job of conveying, like, I mean, I, maybe it's not your actual energy, but I like really sense a vibe coming through when you're writing. I'm like, Oh, she's like, probably like really cozy. And like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, you can really 
communicate energy is something I believe really strongly through your copy and you do that really, really well. So thanks. You took the words out of my mouth, to be honest, because I was going to say that it really is all about the energy behind your words. And I think sometimes when we're feeling stuck about what to write today, what to share on social today, and we just come up with something and, you know, it doesn't get the engagement that we like, I think your audience really can feel when you're trying to force it, or when your heart's Mm -hmm. not fully in it. And Lauren, you're on my email list, you know, I'm not the type of person that will email people every single week or every single day like I'll show up when I have something valuable to say when I have something exciting to say and a big part of that is I do feel like writing is um doing the writing and receiving the writing it 100% is an energy exchange and I think it's important to maintain the integrity of that as a marketer Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of business you run Yeah. I love that so much. I just gave a presentation in my membership called energy marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's basically about exactly that, like how the energy that you put into your content and in your marketing and like the state that you're in when you create things really comes through. Um, So I love that you share that too, because I'm totally aligned there. One thing you said that I I'm really excited to pick your brain about is that it's important to when you have these like little flashes of inspiration or you kind of notice something from your day that could be interesting or useful to use in your content that it's important to capture that right away. What is your process or what process would you advise people to use for actually doing that? Like, is it a Google sheet or do you use a project management tool or what is the actual way that you you're out in your daily life somewhere you have this like moment where you think something might be useful in the future you don't want to lose it like what what do you do exactly yeah that's a great question and i my answer is honestly what works best for you and is most sustainable for me i tried all kinds of things i tried putting it in like an iphone note iphone reminders i tried doing it in asana and those all kind of worked for me at that season in life Currently, what is working best for me is I have a single Google Doc with all my newsletters in them that I'm writing throughout the year. That's where I put the first drafts in. And it's kind of like, you know, sitting down to your desk to write. That's the doc I open when I'm ready to write an email. So Mm -hmm. at the very bottom of that doc where it's waiting for my next email or my next flash of like next thing I'm going to write, I just have my bank of ideas there so I can cross it off and move on to the next one when I'm ready to write that. And it's super simple. It works for me. I have the Google Docs app on my phone. So if I'm out and about, I'll do that. I used to try write things down, but then I kept losing them everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's just what works for me. I think maybe I'll upgrade and get those like shower notes, um, (laughs) things you can stick in there. I think I really need one. (laughs) So that might be my part two of how I store my ideas. But ultimately I think it's choosing a system that, uh, it's something where you put your attention to consistently and you, it will stare you in the face at some point. So you don't forget about it or it's the place you remember to keep looking is what's most important. So whether that's digital on paper, it's on an app or something else, just look at what you're using currently to remember important things and try leverage that for your good ideas to write as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And I, oh, I will God. put in the story and maybe also the, the connection to the message I'm trying to share if I have one in the moment, just in case I forget as well. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Um, another thing you said just in your intro that I just took note on was that you help folks to unblock their voice. And that just kind of stuck with me. What does that mean to you and how, how, how do you do this? (laughs) So many ways, Lauren. Um, (laughs) Something that I've realized over the years of being both a copywriter and teaching copywriting is that the environment in which you're in before you sit down and do any writing or you go deeper really matters. And I make sure that whether it's in my program or it's my membership or it's like the way I'm working with someone one-on-one, I really try to get folks to take a beat, to breathe, to relax. I, you know, I lead writing rituals with my group members um, to really just get folks into the right state of mind that so that when they do write, when they do have to come up with ideas, they are already set up for success. I think oftentimes we kind of just expect to sit down, crank out an email, crank out a social media post or whatever. That's not why you're a business owner. That's not why you got into business. You got into business to share your talent. And the marketing is just another part of it. It's for a lot of people, not what has come naturally to you. And for a lot of us, using your voice, finding your voice is a really courageous thing to do and also very hard if it's not not something you're used to doing, especially if you're the face of your business. So I, I have many strategies and many ways in which I try to help people really feel unblocked first before we actually do the writing. But I am all about starting with the writing environment before anything else unfolds and making sure that on a mindset level, um, internally, that people feel ready and they feel that their stories are worthy of being received and worth sharing and you know that their voice at the end of the day at the end of the day really does matter what would be i i guess if someone is here listening and they kind of resonate with this idea of unblocking their voice like maybe they feel like there's something there for them or they feel a little hesitant to kind of show up and use their voice do you have like one tip or I don't know if it's an affirmation or like an idea Mm -hmm. or just something that folks could start with to kind of move in that direction yeah um one thing that I think is really helpful if you're just starting out is to Take the approach that you are, whatever you're writing is for your best friend or a business bestie. And just imagine one person on the other side of it, not a customer avatar and not a audience of hundreds of people. And I find that that kind of just peels back the formality and the pressure of trying to sound a certain way and allows you to just be a hundred percent yourself. So whether it's imagining you're writing them a letter that is actually an email or, um, you know, you're trying to put something together for social and really it's like you're sending them a text about something, whatever it is that can kind of just help you strip some of 
the layers and some of the the gunk (laughs) that feels really heavy uh, before you sit down to write, I think is super helpful. And it's a really, really easy way of doing things. Um, So that would be one of my, one of my top tips, Mm -hmm. especially if you're just starting out and also to develop a little writing ritual of your own that helps you get into the frame of mind to sit down and write and really feel comfortable. So for example, it could be lighting your favorite candle. It could be diffusing an essential oil. It could be taking a quick walk around the block or whatever it is that will trigger your mind into saying, okay, now we're ready to write very much like when we put on a pair of sneakers or trainers and we're ready to go to the gym. We know we're going to the gym and we're getting ready to exercise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, kind of developing your, the right environment or helping kind of tricking your brain a little bit into saying we're using the writing muscle now can also help you kind of sink into that space a little bit Mm -hmm. first. And when you do do that, doing a brain dump for at least like five to 10 minutes of whatever is on your mind, like, let it be personal before you try to like put the business hat on and write something for your business. Um, I think that's really important as well to just make sure you like flush out what's in there essentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Super smart. We've maybe touched on this a little bit, but one of the things I know that you talk about and teach quite a bit and is kind of like the core to your group program, I believe is the concept of intention and copywriting with intention. What does that mean and why is that so important? Yeah, so we have touched on it a little bit, but, you know, to me, I feel like there shouldn't be any other way. (laughs) Copywriting should always be intentional. Um, But for me, I suppose what it truly means is I have something valuable to say you know, in this moment. And I'm not saying something for the sake of it. I'm not reaching out just because I'm trying to sell something. Like at the end of the day, if one or two people reply and say, this made my day or this resonated with me, like that's a job well done to me. It doesn't matter how many people went out to or how many people read it. If it's even just one or two people, that's enough. And to me, that means that my intention resonated. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's showing up with value and not for the sake of it. And I think a lot of our inboxes are flooded with emails that do quite the opposite or just are trying to get in front of you constantly or competing or uh, space in your brain, want to occupy the space in your brain. And that's just like the world that we live in. But that's why I'm such a proponent for storytelling in, um, in your writing, just because I think that's something that can be replicated. And I think that's something that stays with people more than anything else. And mm-hmm. as long as you always have something valuable to share and you have something your audience can learn from or can make them laugh or can make them smile or make them feel something that is Mm -hmm. copywriting with intention. Mm -hmm. It's a great explanation. (laughs) One of the things that's coming to mind for me, I really like that you say, you know, you send emails when you have something to say, not necessarily on this like rigid this day per week schedule. I think some people struggle with consistency unless they 
have more of a schedule. How would you, um, I don't know, how do you advise your clients to kind of work through that scheduling element of like, what, well, what if like inspiration doesn't come off often enough for me to, you know, say only right when I feel like I have something to say, like, what's the mm-hmm. balance between those two kind of ends of the spectrum? That's a really good question. And I think I'm a fan of sustainability over consistency. Those are like two different things for me. Mm. So when I've worked with folks on trying to establish like their marketing ritual, we will keep the guidelines fairly loose so that they don't feel completely boxed into something, but they have a little bit of structure. So perhaps it is, I will write an email twice a month. Could be the first two weeks of the month, could be the first week, could be the last week of the month. But that means throughout that month, they are, you know, maybe keeping their antenna basically for two pieces of content, right? And that is good enough. (laughs) Um, Or it could be, I'm going to show up on social once a week. Doesn't matter what day of the week, doesn't matter what time, but at some point that week, they'll know they have to do it. So I think just having a loose structure even for yourself, but one that you know you can stick to if that's what is really going to help you move the needle forward is so essential. And if you're someone that really wants that level of detail and wants to feel like I I need to send it every other Monday, that's totally fine. Just make sure you build in the space and time for yourself to really make that commitment stick. So if it's, I want to send an email every other Monday, maybe you have a block of time on your calendar on Friday or Thursday, the week before to sit down and write. And maybe leading up to that time of the week, you are thinking about what you want to write about. So you're not feeling stumped and having to do it in the moment. So, you know, it's a lot of working backwards basically Mm -hmm. to set you up for success. Um, But it really depends on your personality and who you are. And this is a little bit tangential, but for me personally, something that really helped me be a bit more forgiving around all of this is learning about things like my human design and my personality type. And that really helped me understand how my energy actually cycles and flows in the creative process and what works best for me. And, um, that's what is your human design? I'm a manifester. (laughs) Uh So that means I have periods of like really high productivity in the zone, but I also have very long periods of rest and rebuilding and just like collecting creativity to put to use when my, you know, energetic cycle is up again. But, you know, it's also the reason why it's hard for me to do things like I I have never been one who could like stick to going to the gym every day or doing like a this thing every single day. It's more like during my week, it would be nice if I could do these things and it doesn't really matter when it happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that's always in competition with also me being a Virgo who loves structure and who loves that time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But it's, it's really helped me understand, especially when it comes to writing and showing up and being visible, um, what actually feels natural. You know, I think the point is that, and we we've touched on this is to not have to feel like you're fighting yourself <laughs> when you're yeah. writing or you're, you're just like really trying to squeeze out the last creative cell in your body. But 
like I've mentioned, like setting the environment up, making sure whether that's like over the week and, you know, you're, you're going to sit down on this day and do the thing, or, you know, throughout the month, you need two days to do this thing, whatever it is that works for you. Um, and if you are into personality tests or your human design, like look into that and mm-hmm. see how you can leverage it to best, um, utilize it to your advantage, basically, you know? Yeah. I co-sign that and 100%. I feel like learning my human design really helped me like just give myself permission to do things my own way. Oh, in a sense. What's yours? I am a manifesting generator. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Manifesting generators. There's like a lot of ideas and a lot of like jumping around. And I feel like I used to shame myself for that almost in a way like I looked at people who stuck with one thing and just like always were at that one thing as like how you should quote unquote should do things. And so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just an example of learning how you work best and how you are. And like, that's by design. If you buy into this concept, Um, it's just really helpful permission. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in my community, writing consistently is something people just get hung up on all the time or showing up consistently. And whenever I've shared that with people and they realize, Oh, Oh, this makes total sense. This is why this works for me and not what that person was telling me to do or what this peer is doing. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you really can chart your own path. There is, there's no rules here, you know? Yeah. So good. Um, let's talk about something that I'm very excited to just pick your brain on a little bit, which is the concept of personality pillars. What are personality pillars and how can we use them in our marketing? Yeah. So personality pillars are a concept I came up with a couple of years ago after just really paying attention to what works in storytelling and marketing and how they kind of are intertwined. So to me, personality pillars are really what people start recognizing when you have a certain take opinion or know that they can turn to you for, uh, whether that's in your emails and your social media or however you're showing up. Um, And for me, like they, it means that you get to stay grounded in your content and it means you don't have to box yourself in, but you can stand for things that mean a lot to you. And the best way I can help folks visualize this is when you think about your favorite business owner or influencer or person that you follow, there is just something unique about them that springs to mind. Like Laura and I just have to look once at your Instagram feed to know that you're a talented artist, right? And that you (laughs) paint and uh, there's florals and those are the images that come to mind. And those are really positive, uplifting things, stuff that can help you connect to someone's brand. And, you know, I've touched on this already in our interview, but my audience might find my personality pillars to be something along the lines of living by the beach, going into the ocean, reading tons of books. I have two rescue dogs. I talk a lot about um, copywriting, obviously. And the objective of personality pillars is that beyond the actual offer or service that you deliver, 
what are the other dimensions of your personality that are solidified and the things that people would just say are so you things that can help create that instant brand recognition, that staying power and bring so many more of your ideal clients through the door because you're offering those multiple points of connection for them. So I like to break down my personality pillars into five buckets. They are your core values, your stamp of weird, your intentional impact, your unapologetic opinions, and your Z factor. And I'll go into each one briefly. So, yeah. Start I'm excited. I'm taking yeah. notes. <laughs> okay, take notes. <laughs> so first one, um, starting from the ground up. At the base of who you are, you've got personal and business values. So whether that means you are committed to inclusivity or maybe you don't work on the weekend or perhaps you like to give back in your business, no matter what it is, personal or business related, we all have those things that we stand for over time. And trust me, your audience wants to know about them. So examples of um, copy or emails I've written that resonate with my values include, um, I just ran, for instance, a Giving Tuesday campaign where the proceeds of the digital products I was selling portion of those were going towards my local animal rescue shelter. And that's because I am really passionate about, um, you know, giving rescue dogs, rescue cats, um, a, a loving home. I have two rescue dogs of my own and the organization I gave back to had helped one of my own dogs. And, um, while they were selling my copywriting products, uh, you know, really the ultimate impact of that was giving back, or it could be, um, a year before or two years before I was talking about women of color and wellness. And I created an ebook around that and sold that. And that gave back to my community as well. Um, or it could be as simple as talking about something that you tried that either really worked really well or didn't, whether it's personal or business, because honestly, everything is an experiment and you should take your audience along the ride with you if you're willing to be um, transparent. <laughs> And then our second pillar um, is, you know, we've got all got those quirks and those elements that you would say, you know, are so Lauren, are so Zafira, things that are just so you. And the best way to describe it is if you would design a postcard stamp for your business or a collection of stamps, what would be the images on there? <laughs> Maybe you're mm -hmm. obsessed with Beyonce or mermaids or chicken nuggets, <laughs> whatever it is. Think about, you know, the things that you get tagged in by your friends or the links or the memes or the emails people send you that say, oh, this made me think of you. Um, what do people just find so funny or weird, natural, like interesting about you? The easiest way, honestly, to come back to this pillar is to reflect on stuff um, your childhood or teenage self-love to do because I'm sure there are parts of that that remain true today. So if you want to embed that into your copy, you know, Maybe you're obsessed with like Shit's Creek and <laughs> you can talk about a recent episode that you watched and maybe a lesson you learned from it. Maybe more, I just taught you like how to be a boss that you're applying something <laughs> like that in your business or you can create a fun analogy for your audience to learn from. Um, or like my example of like going into the ocean and what that person said to me and how 
you know, me making it easy to get on the ocean is kind of akin to me making it easy for people to get into copywriting. And, um, you know, that's, that's your, your, your quirks and your weird, which is a really important pillar. <laughs> okay. And can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, go ahead. Do you like, I'm thinking of myself, for example, and I'm like, I could come up with 500 things that are a stamp of weird, you know? <laughs> so are you, obviously that would get a little bit much. So how many, like, is it, are you kind of suggesting that people select maybe one thing in each of these categories to repeatedly bring up or is it a few or how does that I look? definitely have a few, maybe like three to five elements in each one just to start. And then you'll notice what feels most natural to turn to or to embed into your copy as time goes on and as you get practice using them. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely, um, you know, just having one would maybe make you feel like, oh, okay, now I, this is like all I talk about. <laughs> and you yeah. want to make sure that there's like a bit of diversity there. So you have a bit of creative freedom too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, the third pillar is your intentional impact. So um, thinking about the end result and end impact through what you sell. And um, you should totally still be selling your offers, even if, um, you know, you don't have a promotion going on or there's not like a specific launch. And there are a few ways you can turn like anything into a soft sales email or, you know, social post that still reflects your personality effortlessly. So maybe you got... Um, an email or a love note from a customer that just recently used a product um, that you created and was like, oh, you know, this, it's just really made an impact in my life in a certain way. Maybe you're like a candle maker. And now every time someone comes into your home and you're hosting, someone always makes a comment on, oh my gosh, like what's that scent? Where did you get it from? Uh, just using that feedback, like taking a screenshot of it. And, you know, you can make sure you maintain privacy um, talk about how, you know, this is like the impact the product has had on someone's life or how, if you're the kind of person who loves hosting or, um, you want to start conversations through like the intentional objects that you bring into your home, this might be an example of one of the things you could buy or add to your repertoire as well. And those are just like, they're little moments again, throughout our day that are just begging for us to tell tiny stories and they, you might have plenty in your bank already without realizing it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. The fourth pillar is what I call your unapologetic opinion. So this one is where people get a little scared, but I promise it's <laughs> for a good reason. And, uh, you know, we've all got those elements of our personality that are polarizing, um, whether we like to admit it or not. And I'm sure unless you are like the ultimate people pleaser, which you might well be, that's fine. <laughs> At one point or another, you're bound to have said something to someone that they disagreed with or sent an email that got unsubscribes um, or shared something that created a little bit of backlash. You know what? Honestly, this is good because we need more content that zigs when everybody zags. There's another copywriter I love, Laura Belgray, and she always she said something to me once that really has stayed with me for many years. And she's like, you know what? You never want to be the community pool 
when it comes to your messaging. Your goal is not to just bundle everyone in there and make everybody happy because you no one no one remembers anything from that. That's where you get lost. That's where you're just appealing to everyone. And you want to make sure that you know, you can be something a little bit more special and maybe it's, it's a pool that's a little different and not everybody likes the color of it. I don't know, but <laughs> making mm-hmm. sure that you can zig a little bit. So a good way of figuring this out is maybe asking yourself, what point of view do I have that I'm scared to share? And who have I safely shared this with that received it warmly? Because if you are going to show up with those opinions, it's also important to know And feel safe in doing that, of course. Um, And if someone didn't agree, why? And who were they? Are they your ideal client? Or are they maybe just your brother-in-law that you don't like very much? I don't know. (laughs) It really depends, (laughs) right? (laughs) And, you know, just factor it all into the lens of your business. So we don't have to be polarizing for the sake of being polarizing, but sometimes it is necessary as long as you feel like it's important for your audience to know. Um, Is it connected to just how you show up in your work? Or is it something that really just you can say for like the family group chat? So just making that <laughs> distinction and especially as, you know, we've been through a lot of political turmoil over the last few years, we've been through several movements, people have been really uncertain about where and when to share their voice. And sometimes they didn't realize their community was looking to them to really take a stand or they were really worried about messing up or they actually had really strong opinions or things to share that they were too afraid to do um, or they were experimenting out loud and it was really scary and all this to say that we've all moved through it together and I think on the other side of things people really do appreciate when you do take a stand and it means a lot if especially if they're embedded in the values of your business. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, is your Z factor or your zest. <laughs> and that's the stuff that you just sprinkle on top of everything to make it uniquely yours. So this is the sweet spot between what you do and why people care about it and the parts of your approach and your personality and your demeanor that just make your audience choose you over your competition. And a really good way to find out what yours is, is to simply ask your audience. So whether you have product surveys or you send um, feedback forums to clients, I always like to ask the question, you know, what stood out about working with me compared to other copywriters that you hire? And if you're a product-based business, you might ask the same question in a similar vein, right? Like maybe you have a tea company and it's what stood out about this tea compared to others that um, you've sampled before. And you'll be so surprised by the answers that you receive. Sometimes it's not about the quality of the work that you do or the quality of the product. It can be the customer experience. It could be the unboxing experience. It could be the delivery of it. It could be the email sequence that got triggered after they bought something from you. Like there's so many things that come into the customer journey and are part of that whole experience. And you might unknowingly be doing something that is amazing that people just love and value that you just don't see because you're so caught up in the other parts of the business. So I highly recommend 
um, turning to your customers and turning to your clients to really get that answer. And also to your trusted ones, your loved ones, your close family and friends. You know, um, another question I really like to ask is uh, someone who lives with you or who has lived with you. Let's say it's a partner. And just asking, asking them honestly, like, what is the best thing about living with me? <laughs> and you'd be so, it's so funny what they say. Maybe it's like, you make me a cup of coffee every morning without asking, or, um, you know, you, you make like a certain dish or you always like, what are the plans? Like, I don't know, whatever it is, will definitely speak to a quality about you that you might not know about yourself. So those Mm. are your five pillars. And, um, you know, we talked about organizing ideas, Lauren, and I highly recommend organizing your pillars in some form that makes um, sense to you. So I have mine in like an Asana project, but with a board layout. So under each pillar I have, um, like I have a bucket and I have my pillars in there. It could be a Trello board or sticky notes on your wall, whatever it is, just having them as visible as like a vision board would be because they like really help to serve as a powerful tool to stay grounded in your own voice and your purpose and making sure you are revisiting parts of your personality and your writing so that people continuously begin to recognize you for it, to turn to you for it, to even expect it and look forward to learning more about those things about you. Um, You know, in today's climate, when it feels like, we're just getting the energy and feet kicked out of us under constantly. It can just be so easy to get knocked off course or to feel like, you know, we need to retreat into safer content or to just get silent. And I really feel like identifying and leveraging your personality pillars are what ultimately helps strengthen your brand and your voice and just keeps you rooted. That is Mm -hmm. your personality pillar rant. (laughs) (laughs) no it's so good it's one of the things I like the most about it is each of the prompts I guess I would describe them as like they're really designed to help you get specific so that you're like using very specific language and visuals and not speaking in generalities which I think without these kinds of prompts it can be easy to just kind of be vague about things like I don't know what you care about and describing yourself without using language like you've you've used in in the different sections. So like your stamp of weird. I think that's such a good prompt to think about specific things about you in a way that like if you just said instead, like, tell me something about yourself, I probably wouldn't get a specific. So I know that like we connect with what's detailed and paints a picture. And I think all of these prompts really get at that. So I love this model. Um, I'm wondering and feel free to say no, but would you share like for you, maybe some of what your answers would be for each of these? Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Let me see my personal and business values. So there is inclusivity and there's generosity, uh, which come through frequently and, um, ways that I show up with that are I'm extremely generous in um, my like referrals, for instance, and in my network. And so not just even in 
like copy that's outwardly facing, but in my communication with folks who reach out for work or are looking for recommendations, um, I am past the point of trying to serve everybody. And I really try to make sure I pass the ball to other folks I know are better suited. So um, that's how that shows up. And I might include that in my emails being like, you know, if you're a copywriter specializes in this, or like, when I went on that leave, I was like, I'm open to, you know, if you're looking for work, let me know, and I'll make sure I add it to my database. <laughs> um, and in terms of inclusivity, like I've always tried to prioritize women of color in how I run my business. Um, so whether it's the folks that I hire or is offering scholarships for um, women of color for my programs, that's something that I'm like quite vocal about. Um, for stuff that is my quirks and weirds, I think I touched on some of them, but um, mine would definitely be like maybe mermaids, <laughs> um, <laughs> a box of like digestive cookies. Those are like my go-to cookies. And I maybe have like six every day, at least like when I'm sick or when I'm going through something, that's going to be the first thing a loved one will drop off for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> books. Cause I'm like self-professed bibliophile. Like I always have a stack of books that I'm reading or like I move through books really quickly. I've always been an avid reader, um, probably dogs and um, yeah. And the ocean or I guess mermaids would, would be in there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then in terms of like impact um, or things that I, I would maybe turn to um, when I'm not launching something, it would probably be like those day-to-day moments. um, Like you read about them. Like I'm just making sure that I'm like out there living my life. So they're usually stories about my little town. Like I live on a small town on the Sunshine Coast in Canada. And um, there are lots of cute moments from there that I always try to draw on. Um, I look for stories from my clients who are like currently experiencing wins or success. There are like all the things in between or just sharing behind the scenes of like what's going on. If I'm building something, if I am rebranding and like, you know, what, uh, what those little sneak peeks are and making sure people, one of, one of the manifestor things actually as a business owner is in order for mm-hmm. me to get the best results or to have the most connection, I really need to communicate what I'm doing, even if it's like leading up to something. So I, I can't just like show up and say, hi, I have this thing now. I, my community really appreciates like from my energy, me just bringing them along in the process, even if I'm building something or seeking their feedback. So that's something I really keep in mind with that pillar. Um, Mm. And then the parts of our personality that are polarizing. So I haven't been afraid to speak up politically when I feel like, um, you know, there has been injustice or especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to racism or women's rights. Um, I, yeah, I haven't been afraid to speak my mind and um, I've lost some people along the way, but I've gained a lot more as well. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I've had the nasty email replies. I've had the nasty DMs, but I've also had an outpouring of like, Oh, finally, someone said it or like, you know, someone in our industry said it or, um, yeah, okay. I feel so much more connected to you now because I know we're aligned and we share a similar point of view and that that's totally fine. Like I celebrate and unsubscribe all the time (laughs) because that just Mm -hmm. means that, you know, they, 
they're, they're finding the person that they will most resonate with. So, um, yeah, I'm not afraid to speak up about that. I'm not afraid to speak up around, um, how things are taught, um, in the online industry, because I think a lot of it is problematic sometimes in its approach. And, um, yeah, I'm not afraid to be vocal around what I feel is, uh, in the best interest of, of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, my zest factor, my Z factor, the stuff that is like uniquely mine. So the things that come back to me from my clients around, um, what really sets me apart from other folks they've worked with is really in, um, the easefulness and like the, the almost like spa like quality of our time together. And, um, you know, one of my VIP weeks is called the spa week for a reason. And it's mm-hmm. really just helping them feel like really comfortable really, uh, putting them in a place of feeling like they can truly open up and really share the parts of themselves with me that allow me to do my best work. But, uh, every time I have a session with them, they're like, oh, this kind of felt like brand therapy or I feel so like relaxed yeah. now. And um, it's really just that feeling of working together. It just puts them at ease. And my program members say the same thing. You know, after we get off of a hot seat call or a group coaching call, they're like, oh, okay. I feel so much more chill about this. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, that's just like, I think who I am. Like I think in my family, I've always been that person too. Like I credit probably my parents who are like so amazing and super relaxed. But, you know, in our house, people used to joke that my room was like the therapist's office or like the door would always be open. Someone would always be in there talking to me about something going on. (laughs) And it's just so ironic because I'm an introvert and would really rather be left alone most of the time. But I think people have always just felt safe opening up to me. And, um, that's something that I think just carries through in my business naturally. And, uh, I never really realized it until I started asking for that feedback, but receiving it so consistently really made me pay attention to it and, you know, tweak Mm -hmm. my offers around it making sure the word spa are like involved or like, you know, just, before we start that, I'm like, do you have your cucumber slices ready for the week? Or like, you know, like on your eyes. And I, I can just, I can infuse all the sensory things around that into my writing, into my copy, into my offers. And it feels so natural because it is so me. So yeah, those yeah. are examples of all of mine. <laughs> I can feel all of that coming through. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. I We are at the hour, so I'm going to start to wrap up. Is there any question, I guess, about copywriting or anything you want to say about copywriting that I haven't asked you? Oh my God, if if I answer that, we'd probably be here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is that I know uh, the biggest thing around copy for people is that they're often just really scared about what other people will think if they show up fully as themselves. And mm-hmm. I can never promise that it's something that like it happens overnight, that confidence that comes in writing and telling and sharing your story, but just start somewhere, start small, even if it's just in a Google doc, just for yourself. Um, try and commit a little bit of time every week into writing something. It can be for you or it can be for your business. 
but just practice warming up that muscle. So when it feels safe to come out into the world, you're ready instead of just starting cold. <laughs> and no, no matter what you think, trust me, someone on the other side of the screen will always find a resonance with what you have to say, uh, even if you don't believe it just yet, but your story really does matter. What a great note to start to wrap up on. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, how do you approach doing good through your small business? We've talked about this a bit. But. Yeah, so I think we touched on it, but my two key ways are, um, you know, being, being, I just being generous and whether that's like giving back or through, um, you know, how I support my peers in business, it's making sure that either, um, my company is making donations every year to a cause that I love, um, or it's making access to my programs more accessible wherever I can. And I truly believe there's enough work to go around and I make sure that I can circulate it as much as I can. Love. What would be one small business that you admire? There's an artist um, in Vancouver who I have worked with, actually. Her name is Anita Chung, and she is such a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I really have admired the way she constantly is trying on creative ideas and putting them out into the world with so much poise and ease. She's launched like a meditation app. She's launched a membership that's, um, you know, custom artwork. She does collaborations with florists. She has illustrated children's books. And she's just such an example to me of how you never have to just do one thing. <laughs> and her mm -hmm. whole message is about bringing warmth and wonder into your life. And she does that in so many beautiful ways. So, um, yeah, she talking about energy, she loves what she does so much and it really shows. And I truly respect her, not just like on a creative level, but business level as well for how she's going about it. Cause I think it's really different. Hmm. I love that. I'm excited to go check her out and link in the show notes, of course. Yeah. Um, what would be a book recommendation? Um, I just read one called, um, crying in H Mart by Michelle Zauner. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. And oh my God, it just, oh, it had me in all the feels. It is such a beautiful example of really rich storytelling. And I, I will recommend it to everyone I know. <laughs> and mm. I also read Ruth Ozeki's, um, the book of form and emptiness. And it was, it's if you really are looking for a creative take on fiction, I think it's it's really beautiful. Um, the book itself is a narrator and character in it, which is fascinating. But it won um, the Women's Prize for Fiction this year, and it's it's a really beautiful read. Hmm. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. Those are new new recommendations, so I'm excited <laughs> for that. Um. Okay. So. We've talked about a lot and I would love for you to share a little bit for folks who have really learned a ton, which I know is going to be many of our listeners, if not all, um, who want to learn more about your work and, and your offerings. I'd love for you to just share a little bit about um, 
what you offer, how folks might be able to get involved in working with you, as well as I know you have a quiz that I would love for you to share about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are a couple of ways to collaborate. Uh, if folks are ever looking for one-on-one support, my spa week is where we tackle a core piece of copy together. And it's a really collaborative process, but you walk away with something finished and complete, whether that's an email sequence or it's your web copy um, or it's a sales page. And it's really fun. It's both strategic and productive. (laughs) And I also have a signature copywriting and brand messaging program called the Intention Infusion that opens a few times a year where we uh, we really start from the foundation of your brand and over the course of the program, help you get clarity on your brand messaging, on your customer, doing audience research, writing all your web copy, um, email sequences, your lead magnet. Like it's very comprehensive and it's something that people come back to time and time again, especially as they're pivoting. And I also have a creative writing membership. So for folks who are interested in turning writing into a ritual, it's filled with, um, you know, curated prompts for each month that really is reflective of the season that we're in, reflective of the current climate that we're in. And it also includes, um, you know, month, like over the course of each month, I host uh, live co-writing calls with surprise writing prompts and gives you an opportunity to write on the spot, uh, receive feedback and share your work. And all my communities, I might add, are intimate. Um, I'm not the type of person that runs programs with hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people because I just cannot hold space for that many people. So um just, yeah, whoever comes into my orbit is is someone whose name I will actually know and who I will actually see your face. And that's really important to me. And um, I also have some digital products uh, that folks can learn more about on my website. And yeah, you mentioned my quiz. So I have a really fun quiz called What is Your Brand's Core Essence? And it helps you kind of diffuse the top middle base notes of your unique blend of strengths into a marketing ritual that will help you stand out powerfully and consistently. And each result is actually a bit of like a signature scent. It's very sensory and it's super fun. So you can take that on my website, which is adsafirarajan.com. Yay. Okay. I'm going to link all of this in the show notes for this episode. (laughs) So definitely go check all of that out. Zafira, this has been so fun. Thank you for letting me go a little bit rogue with my questions. Um, <laughs> oh, no problem. I learned so much. And I, I think, I mean, lots of takeaways, but I especially love what you shared about storytelling and the five personality pillars, I think is a really helpful framework for any business owner to be thinking about. So I think that's super tangible. And um, I hope you all listening go implement. I know I'm going to be thinking about this. So thank you so much for being here and just for sharing so generously. I can see that coming through as one of your values. And um, yeah, just really grateful to have you here and have had the chance to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I don't feel like I even need to ask you how much you loved this episode because, oh my gosh, so good. Thank you so much, Zafira, for everything in this episode. 
Be sure to go connect with Zafira. You can find her on Instagram at zafira.rajan. That's Z-A-F-I-R-A dot R-A-J-A-N. And links to her website and everything else mentioned are in the show notes for this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 164. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to have your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to Making Good. First, I'd be honored if you'd leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. Second, if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, you can send them the link. Today's episode is at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 164. And finally, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N, as well as Zafira at Zafira.Rajan, Z-A-F-I-R-A dot R-A-J-A-N. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.